Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 124, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So, welcome everyone. It's Thursday, and this week we've been at the front end of 2 Kings. And just in case you're curious, we'll be in 2 Kings until day 139. So, day 130, our big halfway point, will be right in the middle of that. Hi, everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marvin, what have you been up to today? Oh, not much, Dave. Just kind of mooching around. You know, just how we cows do. Okay, well, yeah, we've been hearing about Elisha and some of the amazing things God did through him. And, well, today we're going to hear a little bit more. Okay, great. So, well, who's reading for us today? Today, it's our friend Margaret. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, did you know Margaret Bowles? Well, actually, yes, I did know that. Yeah, she beat me last week. Oh, I see. Okay, so she's quite good then. Mm, Not really. It's just very hard for cows to pick up the bowls with our hooves, you know? As a species, yeah, we are notoriously bad bowlers. Okay, I see. Anyway, hi Margaret! Today's passage comes from Second Kings, chapter 5, verses 1 to 19. Naaman was army commander of the king of Aram. He was very important to his master and was highly respected. That's because the Lord had helped him win the battle over Aram's enemies. He was a brave soldier, but he had a skin disease. Groups of soldiers from Aram had marched out. They had captured a young girl from Israel. She became a servant of Naaman's wife. The young girl spoke to the woman she was serving. She said, I wish my master would go and see the prophet who is in Samaria. He would heal my master of his skin disease. Naaman went to see his own master. He told him what the girl from Israel had said. I think you should go, the king of Aram replied. I'll give you a letter to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman left. He took 750 pounds of silver with him. He also took 150 pounds of gold, and he took 10 sets of clothes. He carried the letter to the king of Israel. It said, I'm sending my servant Naaman to you with this letter. I want you to heal him of his skin disease. The king of Israel read the letter. As soon as he did, he tore his royal robes. He said, Am I God? Can I kill people and bring them back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be healed of his skin disease? He must be trying to pick a fight with me. Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, so he sent the king a message. Elisha said, Why have you torn your robes? Tell the man to come to me. Then he will know there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went to see Elisha. He took his horses and chariots with him. He stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger out to him. The messenger said, Go, wash yourself in the Jordan River seven times. Then your skin will be healed. You will be pure and clean again. But Naaman went away angry. He said, I was sure Elisha would come out to me. I thought he would stand there and pray to the Lord his God. I thought he would wave his hand over my skin. Then I would be healed. And what about the Abana and Parfar rivers of Damascus? Aren't they better than all the rivers of Israel? Couldn't I wash in the rivers of Damascus and be made pure and clean? So he turned and went away. He was very angry. Naaman's servants went over to him. They said, You are like a father to us. What if Elisha the prophet had told you to do some great thing? Wouldn't you have done it? But he only said, Wash yourself, then you will be pure and clean. 
You should be even more willing to do that. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River. He dipped himself in it seven times. He did exactly what the man of God had told him to do. Then his skin was made pure again. It became clean, like the skin of a young boy. Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. Naaman stood in front of Elisha. Naaman said, Now I know that there is no God anywhere in the whole world except in Israel, so please accept a gift from me. The prophet answered, I serve the Lord. You can be sure that he lives, and you can be just as sure that I won't accept a gift from you. Even though Naaman begged him to take it, Elisha wouldn't. I can see that you won't accept a gift from me, said Naaman, but please let me have some soil from your land. Give me as much as a pair of mules can carry. Here's why I want it. I won't ever bring burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other god again. I'll bring them only to the Lord. I'll worship him on his own soil. But there is one thing I hope the Lord will forgive me for. From time to time, my master will enter the temple to bow down to his god, Rimon. When he does, he'll lean on my arm. Then I'll have to bow down there also. I hope the Lord will forgive me for that. Go in peace, Elisha said. Naaman started out on his way. Thanks, Margaret. Okay, wow. Elisha just got him fixed right up, huh? He did, and that was a huge deal. The skin disease, leprosy, well, it can be cured today, but back then there was just no way to get better. It would get worse and worse. You might go blind, you would be crippled, and eventually probably die. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so God really saved Naaman's life, huh? He did. And Naaman realized that there was only one God who could do that, the God of Elisha, the God of Israel. But it took some time to get there. Yeah, how come he was so angry when Elisha told him to take a dip in the river? Well, Naaman was a very important man. He was used to telling people what to do. He was not used to just doing what he was told. He thought someone as great as him deserved something special. So when Elisha didn't even come out to see him and just told him to go wash... Well, there was no acknowledgement of who he was, no acknowledgement of how important he was. He was just treated like any old normal person off the street, and he did not like that one bit. Yeah, it sure made him mad. did, but he had to realize, standing before God, all the things he thought made him important, his money and his power and being the commander of a mighty army. Well, God isn't impressed by any of that. Boys and girls, not one of us, not even the very best person in the world, whoever that might be right now, can bring anything to God and say, look at me, look what I have done. I deserve special treatment. You could give all your money to the poor. You could spend your life going to church and studying the Bible. You could build churches for people across the world. Those are all great things to do. But we can never, never earn our place in heaven. When we stand before God, all of us, from the greatest of us to the least of us, from kings, queens, and presidents, all the way down to normal people like us. We all come before God as sinners who can only be saved by grace. Sinners whose only hope is Jesus. So boys and girls, I don't know about you, but I would be in serious trouble if me getting into heaven depended on me being good enough to get there. Thank God today for the fantastic news that we don't have to earn our spot in heaven. We just have to ask him to forgive our sins. And that's it. Amen, Dave. You know, I've hoofed Hector and the Snackler so often, I think if it was up to me, heaven might be out of the question. Yep, Marvin, and that's true for all of us. And you know, I think that's a good spot to leave it for today, and so we'll be back tomorrow to finish up week 25. Okay, yeah, bye everyone, we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye, we'll see you soon.
God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.